Hi, this is Diane Yachman, and welcome back to another Southerner podcast. Today, I will be discussing the refugee crisis that is being seen across Europe as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. As we've seen through various media coverage, this war has not only affected Ukraine itself, but its people and the countries around it. I had a chance to speak with Fox News correspondent Ashley Webster, who is covering the crisis from one of the main absorbers of refugees, Poland. I can tell you that, and I said this earlier this week, but the word crisis is used a lot. I think it's bandied about. This truly is a humanitarian crisis. And I can tell you that more than 3 million people have been forced to leave Ukraine because of the conflict, uh, the invasion from Russia. And close to 2 million of those have come to Poland, which is a, the largest percentage. And many of them are women and children and the elderly with uh, their husbands and uh, the younger folks stay behind in many cases to fight the Russians. But staying to fight in the war isn't the only thing keeping people from leaving the country. Some are less fortunate and aren't able to get transportation out or simply just don't want to leave their homes behind. I spoke with sophomore Vadim Nahorny, who is from Ukraine and explained how some of his family members were struggling to get out of the country. Uh, for some people, leaving the country isn't an option as you actually need, you need money to leave the country, which even with all the great hospitality that many of the European nations are providing, money is still tight for many Ukrainians. And uh, like speaking with uh, like my uncle, who they moved closer to the border, uh, Polish border, but they aren't able to leave the country because they don't have the, currently any money that like can, they can be used in Europe. And this is a big problem for many Ukrainians. And some leave and they have nowhere to go, which they just like spend their weeks, months hoping to go back to their homes. And like looking at interviews, many hope back, many hope and want to go back to their homes. But for those who can leave the country, they bring only their most important items and hope to find somewhere safe once they cross the border. Watching the refugees come across the border, um, the number of young children and there are a lot of people waiting to give them sweets, candies, uh, soft toys, and the way their, their faces light up, I think is something that I'll always remember. But for the, it's a very hard thing. I, you know, it's, it's, as a journalist, you're trying to tell a story so that the viewer really understands what's going on here, not just a series of numbers, but these are people. And, and the best way to do that is to do it through uh, telling an individual story finding people who traveled 30 hours on a train with you know a mom with her with her child and uh, many of them brought their pets with them that's another part of the story that's very interesting a lot of dogs a lot of cats i've seen hamsters i've seen mice uh, parrots you name it they they weren't going to leave them behind so um a lot of lasting images but i think for the for the uh refugees they're happy that they've got to safety but they're sad because they've left their country and they're very, of course, confused and, and uncertain as to what the future holds. I also spoke with Tyler Kendall, who is a producer for Fox News and is covering the crisis from Poland. She shared what she saw as people crossed the border. It feels kind of surreal sometimes to, um, you know, see, see these cases. I was talking to a woman today who was talking about um, how when she greets women, who come past the border, they hug her so tightly it knocks the wind out of her. There's truly this feeling of relief when you see them pass that border gate. You see the kids literally running across. Um, 
it feels it feels really special to be able to cover the story um and i i hope we're doing we're doing the stories justice once the refugees have crossed the borders they are met with overwhelming help from volunteers and organizations kendall also explained only some of the things the polish have been doing to help ukrainian refugees there's a lot doing a lot of different types of work for them like Ashley was saying you know the hardest thing is they get there and then there's so many things that need to be decided for example there's an organization set up to provide them with free cell phones so they can make calls to loved ones if they don't have a Polish SIM card uh, for example there's also the world's uh, world's kitchen it's everywhere it's um Jose Andres who's a kind of celebrity chef he has um, hot meal stations set up all over, um, like Ashley mentioned, uh, the United Nations refugee um, wing is there, also helping get people placement into homes and shelters. Um, there's a lot of, you know, also just regular volunteers. We've spoken to a lot of people who aren't affiliated with organizations, but took it upon themselves to come and you know, show up and say, how can I help? We've spoken to religious groups, medics, anybody that has some sort of, um, you know, an able body to help um, these people get a little bit of relief. It's been truly remarkable to see what they've turned um, uh, this border crossing into when it comes to, you know, resources and help. But all these good deeds don't take away the heartbreak that comes with leaving your country and the life you've known behind. Even though they are getting help, being part of a mass exodus means you will encounter many high-stress situations. Nahorny shared some of the stories he's heard from his friends leaving Ukraine. One of my family friends currently, uh, who she has uh, three kids, and uh, they, they left Poland. Uh, they left Poland. They had to stay for around a week, just sleeping in stadiums, getting barely any food. She had to fight for food. Which, like, not fist fight, but, like, she had to force away for, like, three crumbs of bread, which is, there's not enough food, there's not enough resources, just because the amount of refugees coming through many of the borders. But she was, luckily, being able to, like, move down to Italy with, like, the open borders to Ukrainians and given, and the given refugee crisis for Ukrainians, which allows their kid, uh, Ukrainian children to have education for three years and allows... Uh, small amounts of money to the refugees' families staying into European countries. Even after these refugees have gone through so much to get to Poland, they still have to determine where they will stay in the meantime. Luckily, there are many organizations helping transport refugees to places to stay. Those who are lucky, they have family and friends either in uh, Poland and they just carry on their journey. Um, they do get a free ticket for a train to go wherever they're going. They get a free bus ride to any country that they may have a contact in that, you know, where they can stay. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and then there's an army of uh, volunteers who actually drive people all across the continent. Um, but for those who are not so lucky, then they have to find them housing in the local area. And that's a difficult thing. They're mm -hmm. paying local residents a uh, little more than $9 a day to take in a refugee. Um, and that may not sound, you know, like a huge amount of money, but um, it helps. And um, what they don't want is a huge refugee camp with tents and, and, you know, living in cold conditions. They would rather these people be under a roof and in a warm house. And that, that's the key. And so far, I think they've been able to do that. 
But even when Ukraine becomes safe, refugees returning home will see a very different world from the one they left behind. Uh, even last night, I was like, uh, I was looking at my neighborhood. I was, I saw my apartment, half my apartment almost like destroyed. And it's just my entire childhood, my, all my memories are being destroyed now. And I can't imagine people, even like my grandma, who lived her entire life in Ukraine. Right now, everything has been destroyed just because some narcissistic and like uh, sociopath uh, leader decided to show the power of his army and his people by invading a sovereign, innocent country. Thank you for listening to another Southerner podcast. Be sure to look out for more content coming soon. Thank you.